I hope some of you were able to uh, avail yourselves of the uh, of the, new, the new way of getting the pages, so it doesn't have to be each time where they're handing out and the photostatic to be. <clears throat> so and that's how it's done. Do they know how to do it? Though, right? What? There's a web on the website. How do you do it? The WhatsApp group. case is a. WhatsApp group that you could you could um, get from the other pages that we're currently doing. You just print it out at home. Okay, we're on page one hundred one in Rabbi Meir's commentary in the Aris of Yisrael. We're talking about the Aisiest of letters. We were in the middle of footnote one forty six, page one hundred one. Footnote one forty six. I feel that this is a what? This is a very very important hagdama to help us understand one of the more difficult difficult terrorists in the Aris of Yisrael, the Aris of Yisrael, the Isis of the Neshama, the Isis of Yisrael. I have to leave a little bit early today, so so tell me when it's just remind me like when it's ten to I'm gonna have to go. Ten to so you let me know. Okay. We were learning Ravinaire's explanation of this very, very mysterious paragraph from Rav Cook regarding the letters of the soul. And what he was explaining, what we were up to at the end on Arab Shabbos last week, was the Ha'isias. We said the Rav Cook says these Ha'isias are Mitzius Malaya. They are Mitzius Malaya. The letters of the Neshama, the essence of who we are, are, are a complete Mitzius. Mitzius Malaya. We don't see, we don't see these Ha'isias, these letters, we don't see the Neshama with our eyes. And when we're walking in Yisrael, a person who's not connected to the Isis doesn't see anything unusual. I mean, it's a beautiful view, and it's a nice landscape, and, and so on. You might have some feelings of connection to the history of the place, but to see that Yisrael has a neshama, and the Isis of the neshama of Yisrael are, are a metzius malaya. It's a whole metzius. And Ravavinir brings it more down to earth because it's hard for us to understand Rav Kook is in a very exalted place <laughs> as he often is in his writings and people like us need to try to understand our Madrega. So we we were just on page 101 around 15-20 lines into footnote 146. Just after we saw that funny little thing that Rav Avinia brought about the about the teacher who was an atheist and and said to the students, 
do you see the table? He wanted to teach his his uh, his shita in life to the kids. So he asked the kids in class, do you see the table? Yes. Do you see the chair? Yes. Do you see God? The answer is no. So the teacher said so. So then there's no God. You can't see him. And then one of the kids got up and said, does anybody see the seichel, the brains of the teacher? And everybody answered no. So it's a similar that the teacher doesn't have any brains. That's where we were, that's where we, were uh, we finished last week. That part of ourselves that is that is real, that is forever, is the neshama. The guf is something that's here for a couple of years. The neshama is the is the, is the malaya, the complete reality and full reality is the neshama, not the guf. So if you ask any religious person, what's more important, the soul or the body? The official answer, of course, always is, of course my soul is more important than my body. But, did, but usually these are words that are just empty words that a person says because he knows that he's officially registered as a religious guy. So he has to say, my my uh, my soul is more important. But everything else in his life, as as I was going off on for like forty five minutes last week, some examples. Everything else in his life uh, contradicts that uh, statement that my soul is more important than my body. My neshama is more important than my guf, and what defines me is my neshama. Uh, even s- something as simple as as being a person who's Afraid of his of his shadow, people that are so living in, in, in constant fear that they to walk here or to go there. I'm not saying to do something reckless, but people who have unfounded unfounded fears. Of course, there's of course there's psychological in Yonim, but a, but a Jew that lives in, a, in that reality of the neshama is lives in a different world. It's called the world of gam kiela begets hamavas lo madi. I mean, there are halachas of where a person obviously should go and should not go, but, but the, the, those people are hypochondriacs. Every time they have a cold, they're, they're already saying vidui and calling the chavik and you know, these people. So, it's... In the aftermath of this terrible tragedy that happened in Florida, the terrible, terrible thing, that... Um, there were Jewish, there were Jewish children that were, that were killed there as well, as you know. And the sad thing is that it seems that the person, the, that the, the deranged boy that did the killing, was also a yid. He was a Jew. He said his, he said his, he said his mother was Jewish. He was adopted by guy, but his mother was Jewish, and he said that he is happy that he never met her because he hates Jews. With all those other milers, he's also not a Semite. But that terrible, the, and the aftermath of that. Now that every single parent in America is terrified of what's going to happen to my kid and what's going to be in school and living in that living in that way, in that place of, of fear, of course that doesn't mean that people don't have to take precautions and we don't have to have shmira in schools, there's the time that we're living in, it's terrible, and there needs to be a shmira in shuls and in schools, of course there has to be a shmira ma'aliyasa because there's so many crazy people and the more, the, the more of a tumult they make about it on television you know, while they're, while they're repeating for the millionth time all the reports, 
have another thousand Mishagayim in America that are saying, sounds like a good idea, is look how much coverage you get, you know, and all these Mishagayim are getting, are getting more excited about, the, about it when they see it. So you have to have Shmira. But then you have these pairs that they, that they live. I can't send my kid to school. What's going to be in my kid? I can't send my kid to school. Uh, screaming, you know, the whole thing with guns and all this screaming. The world is falling apart because of, because of people who have guns, not because of Mishagarin, not because people are violent, not because the people are sick, but because of the of Ki'ilu are going to solve the whole problem by getting rid of all the guns, which anybody knows. You can walk out here, maybe not walk, but if you take a 15 minute drive and go to Mount Avenue, you can get a gun for $50. 15 minutes now, from now, every one of us could be armed. It makes no difference what the laws are, right? This whole thing is a shigon. But all of a sudden, when people are killed all over the world and when other kids are being killed, so nobody's screaming and nobody's yelling. Now all of these parents are screaming that this can't be, it can't be. So Ahman is that children, children were killed. But the living in Pachat is living in an unhealthy way. Living in Pachat. A, yid, a Jew lives in a way of Somebody who's not afraid. He's not afraid. When, when, when the Nisham is a reality, and when the Banishlam is something that's not just something that he speaks about or says, but something that he lives with every minute of his life, then he lives in that Mitzvah of Lo Yura. I'm, I'm not afraid. Again, it doesn't mean to be silly, because Hashem said in Halacha we have to be careful how we do things according to Halacha, but, but not to live as a pachdam, not to people that are cowering, that are afraid, and filled with pachad every, everywhere they go. It's a metzius of, metzius of, uh, uh, of the goof. When a person believes that the neshama, the oisis, and the neshama is a metzius melaya, so then it's a different way of life. He lives in a different way. Lo pam, let's continue. Lo pam yechalum anu isha, Here's another example, a very common example. And there are many, many different takeoffs of this theme. But lo pam yichalom anu l'shmoi isha m'saperes l'chaverta ki b'no lo me b'tachnion l'chaverta megifa b'espailus v'amenu sh'aben sh'la rak lo me b'yishid. You have one mother, there are two mothers that are talking. One is talking about how my son is in the tachnion. You know, in other words, he's going for a big hush of an academic, you know, secular uh, uh, degree. And the other one, the other one's a little bit feels a little bit bad that my son is rock lo made by yeshiva, and my kid is is only learning in yeshiva. There's something about him that you know that he's not as much as your son. He take it from your Right away, she says, "And any must not get us the Torah. I'm not against Torah. If I can tell you how many thousands of times over the years I've heard parents, mothers, and fathers say that sentence. I have nothing against my son learning Torah." But isn't it enough if he does it for like an hour a week or something like that? Why does it have to be Davka and Yushalayim and so on and so forth? But I don't have anything against Torah. I'm not, uh, I also believe in Torah. I'm an Orthodox person. I believe in Torah. You believe in Torah as a minor, not as a major. And, and you believe in other people risking their year, spending a year learning Torah. But you think that your kid's not going to have a panasa. He's 18 years old and he can't learn another year. Not, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting he should learn for the next 20 years, but he can't do in a year or two in yeshiva at that age to set him up in a way of being, uh, being a, a, a confident and strong ben He can't go to yeshiva for a year or two. You think he's not going to make a panasa? Most of the people that I went to school with, whatever they were planning to do for a panasa, they're not doing now. That's just the misses. 
most of my friends, we had a whole chaver, they were, they, they, a lot of my friends, they went to law school. I backed out of the last minute, but most of my friends went to law school. One or two went to the doctors, but there were lawyers and doctors, mostly lawyers, my chaver. Maybe one or two remained lawyers. Most of them said they couldn't stand it, they hated it, and they got into some business, so they went into something. They're not, not lawyers anymore. Like, uh, one of them is selling, sells uh, prepackaged kosher sandwiches, and he's a law degree. And he's doing very well, Baruch Hashem. He's doing very well. So with all of the, the speeches and all the talks and everything like that, there's a lot of davkin. Again, not, same way I said with, the, with going to the room, you have to be with Seichel. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking against going to school or getting a secular degree. But when a parent says, my kid can't take off a year, he's 17 years old, can't take a year off to learn Torah, because you're worried about losing an internship, in you know for this for, for the year in some firm or something, of course I believe that Torah is important. So these are just diburim ba'alma. These are words that people say; but they don't mean anything. It means that the neshama doesn't have a mitzvah by you. Torah doesn't have a real mitzvah. Torah is something, but it doesn't have a real mitzvah. And any must not get to the Torah. Well, eventually she gamashu amiti. Just besides learning, he should do something that's like more serious, you know. Do something that can be translated into money, something that's practical. All, all of these are the same mahalach. Mashu mamashi. Something that's uh, that's tangible. Torah is a very, very nice thing. I'm happy that you enjoy Torah. But mashu mo'il. Something that's practical and will help you in life. Something will help you in life. But how is it that Bavakama is going to help you in life? I, the parents, many of them don't, don't really believe that it's going to help them. Regarding this, Rav Kook writes in the second Chelek of Aris HaKadosh. We once saw this many years ago. It's a very, very beautiful and important piece there. Rav Kook writes, The Katnus Hadas Munach Eris Pnimi. When a person's Das is in a state of Katnus, smallness, Katnus Hadas, the person's a, a believer, he's a, a, a mammon, but he lives in a way of katnus hadas, small das. And in that is munach, there is hidden eris pnimi, a poison that poisons deep, deep within the person. It's a poison. Katnus hadas. He's not talking about fear, he's not talking about heresy. Heresy talks a lot about that, something else. In many ways, you see that Rav Kook was more upset about katnus hadas than kfir. He got into trouble. One of the one of the million reasons he got into trouble was when he spoke about a kaifer. Somebody at least has convictions, you know. He's he's he has he has a, an ideology of not, of not believing. He's, he has certain convictions, but then you have a person that's from that's officially religious, but he's katnas uh, adas. He goes with katnas adas. You could have a kaifer that's a big person. He's just wrong. He's wrong. He's making a terrible mistake with his life. He's a kaifer. He's a heretic. He's not bikaris. But there's some chashivas to him. He has, he has some chashivas. But then you have another person who is officially signed up as being from, which of course is much better than even an idealistic apikaris. It's not, not chashashon. But, but the per, this person is officially from, but he goes with kat sadas. The way he davens, the way he keeps mitzvahs. And so on and so forth. It's all with, it's all with katnas. Adam shedait oktana. Rav Kook is saying that a person who has small das, who adam mor al, he's a person who is poisoned. 
Why? So if Cook says, Shid Nidma al Yoda Shakol Hantoka, which is not good, Menachol, Al Kaidish, because this person feels that any disengagement, any separation from secular, from Chol, and moving from the Chol into Kodesh, he Dechia is a Dechia Meyeshus al Apsius. Isn't that Rav Cook's words? Any time th- this person feels that leaving work and going to learn, leaving the week and going to Shabbos, leaving the newspaper or a television show or a novel and going to the Dafyomi is leaving is is the equivalent of leaving reality, Yeshus, that which is real, and going to something which is Afsius, something which is uh, not real. Something which is not real. Kilo achol hu yeshus. For this person, it's kilo chol, that which is mundane and physical, secular, and so on. Achol hu yeshus. Chol is yeshus. That's something which is real. Chol is real. Kodesh is something which is charming, it's sweet, it's nice, but it's bamis, it's afsius. So why should I make sacrifices of something which is efes? A person can stay up day and night when it comes to making money, trying to get ahead and getting another deal. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to mincha, he can't manage to stay off his phone for the whole five, six minutes what does it take Mincha? He can't stay off his phone for five, six minutes. Because, the, because unfortunately, he doesn't see Mincha as being Mitzius Malaya. Like Rav Cook says, it's not a, an emissa Mitzius. Mincha is something that I have to do, whatever, guilt, parents, Gehenim, whatever the reason. But I got to do it. But he doesn't see that as something like the deal. The, the deal is something which is, which is Mitzius Malaya. It's a Mitzius Malaya. So he can't stay off the phone for, for, for five minutes. The person sits and talks to his kids. While he's talking to the kids, he's also doing the same thing with the, with the phone. He doesn't see this Indian of the Kesha, of the Kesha, of the Neshama, with the child as being a Mitzvah Shmalaya. That's really the problem. That's really the problem. He doesn't see his kid as being a Mitzvah Shlein. But imagine if the kid said, yeah, I decided that I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving college. I'm going to play the guitar, you know, at Penn Station. <laughs> well, it's like a profession. I'm going to open up my guitar guitar case and have people throw, a, like, I'm going to have a big pushkin, not a little pushkin. I'm going to throw one. So then all of a sudden you see how that father will put down his phone very quickly. Then he puts down his phone. What did you say? Because usually the, the, the kids have to talk and everything now twice, right? <laughs> at least twice. Because the first Mahadura... The first edition is when the father was on the phone. And the father's saying, aha, uh-huh, yeah, what is it, what is it, Maishi, aha. Uh-huh. And then if, if Maishi says something that sounded like radical or weird or shocking, then he says, what did you say? Because the first time he's not really listening. He's on the phone. So the second time, is the kid usually doesn't get a second time. If he's just saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to play ball with my friends on the Long Island Expressway, the father doesn't really listen. But if he says something like, I'm leaving college... I'm leaving school and I'm going to, you know, I'm leaving school. I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, whatever, to be an artist or something. So then, then, then he says, well, he puts his, then he puts his phone down. Is he really bamboos? No one's listening the first time. 
No one's really listening the first time. When someone's holding that, he's not listening the first time. And it could be the second or third time he's not going to listen. Unless it's something which is moving from Chal to Kodesh. Then, all of a sudden, if this kid would say, I forget, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving college, I'm going to yeshiva, so then all of a sudden he says, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What, are you, what does that mean? Right? Because people see that as the Mitzvah Malay, like the joke, somebody, somebody was saying a joke, one of the guys, because it was the Super Bowl recently, so he's saying there's some guy, I remember this, the whole musical of the joke, but basically the, it was the Super Bowl, and this guy is there, and there were all these empty seats around, and the, and the person this is what happened, where, Super Bowl, where all these people? So he said that they're, they're, at, they're, they're at my wife's funeral, you know, to their funeral, so it's your wife's funeral. Like, in other words, he didn't go to his own wife's funeral. I don't remember the exact nusach. He didn't go to his wife's funeral, but the rest of the chaver went to the funeral. Because for him, the mitzvah Malay is the Super Bowl. And if a person finds himself screaming and yelling and jumping up because of a Super Bowl, but a Tysus doesn't work for him, and, and a Svasemus doesn't do it for him, so it's a difference between what's the Mitzvah of Himalaya. What is his reality? What's his reality? So that's what Rav Kook is saying. When a person sees that separating myself from, separating myself from, from Chol and going to Kodesh, is something which is, is difficult, is hard, instead of being exciting and a pleasure, it's because, is it, it's because he sees Chol as being Yeshus, something that's Tachlis, Tachlis, that's real, and, and the uh, Kodesh is something which is uh, Afsius. That's what Fukuk says here. On a deeper level, that's what's happening. Afsius mean zero? What yeah. Afsius? It means zero-ness. Afsius. Ephes. <coughs> so you want to say it's not Ephes, maybe it's kind of. <laughs> there's something. But it's but Rav Cook says Afsius. There's a feeling of Afsius. There's, there's a feeling of time that wasn't well spent. I could have spent that time making money. It's, and the, I used the time instead by, by going to a shir. It's time that wasn't well spent. That. I could have rested. I could have stayed in bed. There's a cheshman that a person makes when going to shul in the morning and not going to shul. I'm not talking to the girls, but the guys. When there's to go to minyan in the morning, not to go to minyan in the morning. The feeling of, of going to shul is afsius. The feeling of staying in bed is hakol. That's a mitzius malaya. For another, or, or, or uh, so let's not, because that's very, very extreme. How about a person who comes to shul always late? You know, there's those chronic and I always say how it's interesting how they, they run in like something happened. Like, like, like there was some, like they went Anusim Apiadiba. They went Anusim. They, every time they come late. See how, the, I don't know if the women know this because you're hopefully you're resting and sleeping a little bit of it unless you have little children. But you know, there are a lot of men that come to shul like 15, 20 minutes a half hour late. I don't know if, you know about that. Like, you? <laughs> if your girls that go to shul, you see the place is half empty. Shuls are half empty in the morning. Why is that? And a man comes in 20 minutes a half hour late. And while shul was beginning, was, there's somebody that's standing in shul, three blocks away, saying the words, and there's a small island that's saying, oh, man, they're like the old people, or the very religious people, are saying, oh, the ones that can't sleep, I don't know what. They're saying, oh, man. And, they're, and, they're, and this guy's sitting with a cup of coffee in a newspaper, or he's lying on his pillow, while they're saying, and he's not, and he's lying in bed. It means that 
the mitzias of his pillow is a mitzias malaya. The mitzias of his coffee and of his newspaper is a mitzias malaya. What about Ashenoslas Achivin Lachemir Velayla? Their words. A mitzias malaya. Mitzias malaya. So the chol he feels is 100%. Like I told you once in my step, I was with a friend of mine. We were, we were driving, we came to we came to a simcha together, and uh, and we got there a little bit late. And as we got in, it was like, the, the right when we walked in, I, both of us hadn't eaten anything. We, we came from, from further away. We were in the country, we hadn't eaten anything. And we were coming into the simcha in Brooklyn. We were coming in. Just then, you know, we, so we each got a plate, and we're heading towards, like, the spare ribs or something, right? <laughs> Just then, somebody gives a clap, you know, Ma'ariv! <laughs> <laughs> so I put my plate down. I'm just telling you what happened. I put my plate down, and my friend was, like, struggling with this. <laughs> so he was standing there, like, and he still had... So I said, what are you doing? And we have to go... So he said, look, whether I'm going to have Kavana by Ma'ariv is a Suffolk. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy these ribs. What? Vada. I learned in yeshiva what? Ain't Suffolk. My yeshiva day vada. It's a very simple thing. Spare ribs is vada. Ma'ariv is a Suffolk. You know, when I'm moving from the spare ribs to Ma'ariv, it's a, it's a nituk, that's what Cook says, from Kodesh to Chol, right? Or to set myself from the spare ribs and to go to Ma'ariv is from separate from Kodesh, it's a, it's a nituk. And the person feels, I'm leaving something which is real, the spirit, and I'm going to something which is obvious. Absolutely kind of shnei. Absolutely kind of shnei. The of the plate and throw it. But, but, but Rav Kuk Mamish captures that. We, don't, we never talk that. We would never say that. Nobody ever say that. If you ask, if you ask somebody, do you think that this, that Marvis is Ephesus? Person just like this lady with a kid would say, I'm not saying it's FS, it's just it's just what? It's just not as important. It's just not as important. So you feel that the shifting from Kodesh to Chol is going me I'm going to something. I'm going to something. If I go to Chol, I'm going to something. So personal if so if someone asks them, what have you been doing the last eight years? I'm learning in Yeshiv. It's a serious guy sitting learning Yeshiv. Someone else tells you, I went to the thing, I got a PhD in, in uh, microbiology. Whoa. Whoa. It's a hush of a thing. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not, a, it's not a good thing, there's nothing wrong with that, but why is the guy in Yeshiva Batlin? He's sitting learning for eight years. But the, this guy has fancy degrees, he's making a lot of money, and his necktie's all the way up to the top. So this is, this is, a, this is a hush of a thing. That's a hush of a thing. But the guy that sits in his shirt sat a little bit and his sits is a yellow, you know, whatever. And he's sitting there learning. <laughs> so this guy already is like a bottling. He's a bottling. It's a very subtle thing. Sometimes it's not so subtle. But there's a little subtle thing that says, this is Mashu, this is Ephes. That's what Cook is saying. This is something, and this is nothing. In Shemaim, it's not Ilum Hafuch. You know that. Mamish not Ilum Hafuch. It's the other way around in Shemaim. But if Mamish, that guy, is supporting the other guy... What was the point of raising your hand? You didn't give me a chance to call. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, David. You know, I love you. I'm Mamish. Love you. <laughs> but if it's, if it's for the right reason, it's shame Shemayim, and that guy is supporting that guy, and that guy is learning as a team, then you it's not that. FS, right? This then person both in Shemayim even getting points, right? You know, like they say, there's, they always say that if you put a one in front of all the zeros, right? 
If you put something in front of all the zeros, then it comes a million dollars. Otherwise, it's damn zeros. If a person puts helping another Jew, helping Jews uh, learn or to support other Jews, he, then he's putting the one in front of the zeros. Then he's a millionaire. doesn't mean everybody has to sit and learn. For, for uh, Not everybody can do that. Most people can't do that. And, and many, many people are fooling themselves to think that they can do it. But if he, and if a yid goes and he works and he's an elech yid and he and he helps uh, uh, take care of uh, other people, they should learn and to help Jews with it with all their inyan. Then he's putting a one in front of all the zeros. It's a chash of a thing, but he has to keep that in mind. He has to keep that in mind. And that and a person who lives that way, he also has time to go to a shia. Those guys have time to go to a shia too. They're not they're not with the phone until candlelighting. They have time to to go to mikveh and to go to shul. And to get up in the morning to go to shul. So people who say, I'm only doing it for Am Yisrael, you know, and they don't have time for, for the kids or for davening or for learning, it's a mishak, it's a game. They're playing a game. Kilo achol hu yeishis Now of Cook's words, look, every word is mamish, the sweetest thing. For afal pi, I mean, it's sweet, but it hurts. Afal pi, even though even though even though what he's saying what he's saying in Chitzonius or the way that he looks in Chitzonius is 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 the opposite of what of what he's actually thinking and feeling so he says the words that he says are words that are religious You could have a person that's that's sitting and he's wearing a, a, a yarmulke, and he and he's and he's doing something God forbid that's dishonest. Or, he's, or, or he has a yarmulke on and he's looking at something that he shouldn't be looking at. So the terrorist is not to take off the yarmulke. There's a stira between Kodesh and Chol. There is a stira. There is a conflict between Kodesh and Chol. There's a conflict between something that's holy and something which is tamay. Something which is impure. If you if you think about it, then make up your mind. What's the mitzius hamalaya? What is the mitzius hamalaya? What is true reality? <coughs> is it you're being a Jew, or is that that thing that's on your phone? What's mitzius malaya? That's the choice that we make every time we do something. When we have to use our bechira for right or wrong, on some level, that Rav Cook is describing this struggle. It's not just a, a decision. It's what do you see as being mitzius melaya, the oisius of the neshama, that reality of the neshama, even though it's invisible, or the thing that's on the phone, <coughs> or that or that spirit, whatever it is. What's mitzius? What's your mitzius melaya? Im so no one's going to admit and say, no, the, the food's more important than my neshama. The, the picture is more important than my olam haba. No one's going to say such a thing. Because olam haba, what does a person think about Allah? Olam haba is something which is, you know, like I mentioned last week from the Kedusha Slavi, where he said, Rabbi Yishlam, you have tightness against Jews. That was, that, was that, that was the limus chus that the Kedusha Slavi had. He said it last Shabbos, when he said, Rabbi Yishlam, what do you want from us? You, you, you have tightness that Jews are doing affairs. The Aveira is right in front of his eyes. But what it says in the Svarmakadashim, it just says in the Svarmakadashim. 
Olam Hava is something which he doesn't see. Olam Hazer we see. So the Kedush Levi said, so why do you have a tiny that Jews are doing a virus? You made this world in something as something which they see with their eyes. It's tangible. So for the person that has a Metzius Malaya, that thing on the phone has a Metzius. He sees it with his eyes. What, it's, what it says in the, in the Reish Chachma, what it says in the, in the Mishnah Brewer, no, it's an idea, it's a concept. <clears throat> so the Kedush Levi said, if you had made it the other way around, Jews would, then you could have a tiny. In other words, if what it says in this farm was a mitzvah malay that we see with our eyes, and the aveira was only a theory, an idea, a concept, then you could have a tiny that Jews are doing aveiras. But you didn't make the world that way. You made the world in such a way where mitzvah, the mitzvah seems to be something which is pulling them away, and <clears throat> the and what is and the good things is in the svar makadoshim, which is we don't see with our eyes that mitzvah. But elam habes ayin leiros alikim zolasach no eye has seen the next world. So it comes down to that choice between what you f- believe in, is that real to you? Is that something which is a mitzius malaya to you? Or is it something which is not a mitzius malaya? Every decision that we make, vis-a-vis the physical world, depends upon how, do, how we see this mitzius as opposed to that mitzius. And the answer to say, I see both of them as being real, that's like uh, the spirit saying Marav. The Chavos already said, it's not Shaykh, such a thing. Or the other name. doesn't mean that this world is not a real world. It's just the talkless of your life. In this world. That's what Cook is saying. So even though, you, if you ask him, he says, he's not going to admit because he's orthodox. He's orthodox. But Rav Kook says, Mitzad Kabola Sermuna Shemas Edis is Kol Kolsha. When a person has real Amuna, and real Amuna supports and holds up and gives and, and nurtures anybody who's falling. That's what I said about being afraid. About being afraid. <coughs> When a person has strong emuna, it supports him. Gama nishpal the katnas, the cholzas bats miyusash lahakara choses ahayisoyd hameyer. Therefore, even a person who's who's not doing God forbid an avera, but he is nishpal the katnas. He's in this place of katnas, of smallness. But in Panemius, what's missing in this person, in Panemius, is his amun. His amun is very weak. His amun is not strong. The amun is weak. Because if the amun, if the amun would be very strong, if the amun would be, would be healthy, so then he wouldn't be in that place of being afraid, of being of being tzibrochen. He wouldn't be in that place. His life would be a life of, of simcha, of simcha. Hamaziris nishmas adnam b'toychiyusa that illuminates the inner life of a person, so that you're not afraid. And if you lost some money, so you don't fall apart. Because because what? Because 
you're not in that place of katnis, you're in a place of godless. And when a place when a person is in a place of godless, then the, then the nishmas of them is shining within him, and then he's in, he, he, that's his mitzvahs, and nobody can take that mitzvahs away. As long as you're alive and you're breathing, your neshama is with your guf, no one can take, and, and after you die, the neshama is something which is forever. So no one can take your neshama away. You can lose, God forbid, you can lose your house, you could even lose chalila, you can lose your wife, you can lose your kids, you can lose your, you, God forbid, you can lose everything, but your neshama you can't lose. No one can take that away. And therefore, when the neshama is completely, completely bound and connected to that to that higher awareness of what the true mitzvah is of my life, of what really, really exists, and what's forever. And with that is that recognition, shakal hantoker min hachol el when a person really has the Amunah shining inside, and the Oisius, like Rav Kook says, are Metzius Malay of the Neshama, so then every opportunity that the person has to go away from Chol, from the regular and the mundane and physical, and to have some time in Kaidish, is leaving Churban Va'apsius. It's like leaving a place of Churban and going El Yishuv. It's like leaving a Churban and going to a place of Yishuv, to a beautiful place. It's like leaving a. It's like leaving a. a a horrible little, uh, like, motel room someplace on, off the highway and going to the Waldorf Astoria. Bamas. If a person feels going, that the, the Messias, Hamalaya of the Neshama, every time he's transitioning, every time he's able to break away a little bit from the physical things and from the weak and so on, and he's able to go where? Into Kodesh. It's like going, like running from a place of Chorban to a place of Yishuv, to, from a a destroyed place to a beautiful place. That's what Rav said, to a beautiful place. In the Tefillah Zaka that we say, that many people say, from the Chayodim, before Kal Nidre, right? On Yom Kippur. So, you see what Chayodim is talking about. Hechlafti oilam oimed ba'ilam I have made an exchange over the past year. I exchanged a world that it passes. I've given up, rather, a world that's forever for a world that is just over. That's Khalifa over. And he goes through a whole list of things. These are the Tachlifim, these are the Khalifim that we make in life, the exchanges that we make in life. From Trumitsias to something which is not Trumitsias. Something that's forever, something that's that's Kitzel over. Hamili Vayeshu Sakabira Vahitana. One should feel, of Cook says, that when he's going away from Khal and he's going to Kodesh, that he's leaving something which is what? He's leaving something which is nothing. He's going to, he's going to, milu hayeshes to the most powerful reality, milu hayeshes that which is beemes beemes is true existence, it's something which is forever and forever. El chaya chayim ba'oitzem ekariusam. He's going to chaya chay. Chaya chayim, the life of all life. And all the strength of the original intention of what life is and where life comes from, which is a which is a Baruch. And the powerful current of that Shefa of true life. That's what he's going to when he when he leaves Chol and he goes to Kodesh. The feeling of leaving the, the week and coming into Shabbos. 
and the stories that we have from Sadiqim of what that was in the Indian of Kabbalah Shabbos. And how the Chachamim and the Gemara, they, how they were on, on, on Arab Shabbos, and the anticipation of getting out of Chol and going to Kodesh. The anticipation of going from the weekend to Shabbos. Like leaving jail, like a person who's been in jail and being free. And much more than that. That's how the Tzaddikim wait for Shabbos. Wait for Yantiv and, and, and know the Kilkum when a person says, when a person even thinks, oh, what's going to be when they, they look on the calendar and they see Pesach didn't, Pesach didn't come out in a way that's good for them. Words, if, if they would have been a Mitzrayim, they would have asked Hashem to make it two days instead of three. No, if you stay in Mitzrayim an extra day or two. Or it doesn't work out with the calendar, with getting a flight to be able to get to Arizona for Pesach or something, a Mazel Pesach came out. This year, is, this year is very good for everybody, right? How Pesach comes out. Ah, Five days of Cholmoy. Yeah, full Cholmoy. <laughs> and also, because it comes out, Pesach is the first night, is Friday night, right? Oh, hi. Pesach worked out for me this year. <laughs> Can you imagine the Bershom had to hand around like a, a, a clipboard with a paper asking Jews in Mitzrayim, what do you think this is? <laughs> What's your Pesach? <laughs> What does it work out for you this year, Pesach? <laughs> and then it was, then it was three, years, three days Yontif. Three days Yontif. And the Baruch Shalom, like, in such a sweet and innocent way, the Baruch Shalom says, I, I gave this to you, you should be happy. I want you to be happy. This is a gift that I gave you. I didn't give this to the world. I gave this to you. I gave Shabbos to you. And the way a person runs out of Shabbos. <clears throat> Shabbos is Metzias Malaya. I am not doing anything on Shabbos. I'm not making a penny on Shabbos. I'm not working on Shabbos. The Rishon made such a day for us that he said this day of the week is Mitzius Malaya Mamish. But a person feels, what do you mean? During the week, I'm, I'm, I'm productive. And on Shabbos, what am, I, what am I accomplishing? If you just lie in bed all day, of course, and all night, you're not accomplishing anything. But if Shabbos is the way it's supposed to be, that's the Mitzius Malaya. The, the, rest of, the rest of the week is Avsius. It's only Hechatim to come to Shabbos. And it's possible, of course, if a, if a person is a big Ovid Hashem, like we were talking about before, to make even the week something which is very great. Of course. But how do we look at Shabbos? Do you not, don't, and the answer is not just it's so nice I enjoy to have a rest, I can read my favorite novel or something. Just, uh, it's time with the kids when people say That's, that, would be, that could be also on, on Sunday. Um, what is Shabbos? And, and if you look at Shabbos as being something which is an interruption to what I was doing during the week, so then this is what Rav Kook is talking about. Shabbos <coughs> is Metziah Samalaya. It's complete Metziah. Therefore, Hashem says that on Shabbos, I don't want you bringing anything into Metziah. No malach, no work. Don't bring anything of your, but your hasogias of Metziah, stop that on Shabbos. That's, what, that's the 39 malachas. That's our, those malachas are our hasaga of what creativity and productivity is, right? I'm doing something. The 39 malachas means I'm doing something. I'm making something. I'm building something. I'm planting something. Something. Shabbos says, the Rosham says on Shabbos, stop doing what you think is something. And I want you to do what I think is something. What do you think is something? Davening, learning. Of course, to take a, a nap. But... Covered Shabbos, the children, family, 
Kavit Shabbos. Stop the something that you're in and come to my something. That's what every Shabbos is. This is I have defined this as being something. So a person in the world looks at this and says, that's something? guy doesn't do anything on Shabbos. It doesn't go to work, doesn't it? What are you doing on Shabbos? You're, you're not doing anything. Because Rebbe says, this is the Metzias Hamalaya, this is my something in Shabbos. I want you to try in your life to align my your definition of something with my definition of something. And what I say is nothing with what you say is nothing. I want it to be the same, as close as it could be. Because the Neshama is the Metzias Hamalaya. The Neshama is the Metzias Hamalaya. Shabbos is the Metzias Hamalaya. Even the eyes of a person looks like it's not. Should I go to Pesach Hotels a little bit? So that you slice some yam on this now. Al Chayy Chayim Baitzim Karyusam has Ramas Shifas Mahimia Meleya Hamenucha Vahayz. So when a person believes that that Yiddishkeit is the Mitzvah Samalaya, that Torah Mitzvah is Mitzvah Samalaya. So then he finds in his Tarimitzis Menucha tremendous tranquility, peace, va'ayis. And he doesn't try to, to get through the... You see, people that are 50 years old, Orthodox Jews, they shake a lulav. It's the craziest thing. You had all the years since you went to to try to look up a little bit how to use the lulav. You're 50 years old and you still pick it up and you go like this and you put it down. You must have noticed that there are other things that can happen with that thing. <laughs> and you must have you must realize you must have seen that the Rebbe or the Shashiva, he's doing more stuff, right? So what are you just what are you picking up and and, and, and shaking it like that, like like and you're done. Because it's not a Matthias Malaya, shaking a branch. That's a Matthias Malaya. When it comes to when it comes to his checkbook he makes all the non new <laughs> His credit card. <laughs> oh. All the non he makes with his credit card. When it comes to a client, a potential client, even though it's a 1% chance this guy's going to go with him, he makes all the non He has time. He feels he could sit. He sits with the guy. When it comes to, when it comes to Suki, he's, got, he's sitting on Spilkas, not the first night, but afterwards, he's sitting on Spilkas, he he's got to get out. You give him a mitzvah to do, he, he doesn't have time for a mitzvah. It's the he can get like, he wants to learn the dafyomi, but it's got to be less than a half hour. So if Cook is saying that when, when a person sees something as the true mitzvah, then when you're in the true mitzvah, then you have a feeling of menucha. Then you have a feeling of menucha. One sentence, give me one sentence. What's your true mitzvah? The house or the hotel? So. <laughs> your own your own real place or somebody else's place what's your true mitzvah it's it if your true mitzvah would be at home and, and what Pesach really means then you would find even in all the cleaning and all the hard work you'd have a feeling of unbelievable menucha because I'm mamish living in the real mitzvah of what God wants and this is who I am but if that to you is stuff so then you want to get to some place where they promise you menucha. You can have more rest. You can have more rest. It's it's that it's that simple. That's the formula of Cook is spelling out for us. It's that simple. I just I know I gotta go. I have to go. Uh, my parents something. Vila is is 
if the Metzius of Am Yisrael was Metzius in your eyes, every custom, every minute, every single thing, how we dress, how we go, would be a Metzius Malaya. But when the Metzius of Am Yisrael is something which is something like Avsius or something else, and the Metzius of the world is a Metzius, then you look at, at, at clothing a different way, you look at Sneas, it's all different. That that two inches on the knee, or that way you, you dress and how you carry yourself. It's what's the mitzvahs? What's the mitzvahs on Malaya? Start fighting over half an inch or an inch, or this or that. It's all silly. If the mitzvahs on Malaya was was the neshama, the bari island, the creator of the world, if that was the reality that you lived in, which is Am Yisrael and Kedusha Yisrael, what are you arguing of fighting over an inch every single time you sit down? You have to fix your dress and so on. I mean, I'm sorry to give it like that. I always give the guys a lot of music. So I'm giving a little bit. So, not to this, but you understand what goes on in the world. What are you making such a tumult about about this Indian of a half an inch? And you can't put something on your head. If you saw that as being a Matthias Malaya, and how, can, am I allowed to have an inch coming out of my hat? I'm not allowed to have an inch coming out of my hat. What's the Matthias Malaya? That's what Kubi is saying. You're crutching over an inch like this or things like that. It's hard for you. It's hard for you. But if you knew that it was, if you felt it was Matthias Malaya, not only would it not be hard for you, I mean, it's always things that are hard, not only would it not be something that would be, it would be easy for you, you would feel tremendous pride, and you would feel tremendous menuchen to dress a certain way, and to look a certain way, instead of how, how do I get away with as little as possible of where I dress, as little as possible, and still not be in violation, so I won't go to Gehenna. That's not the religion that God gave us. He gave us a religion that we should, He gave us a religion, He gave us Yiddishkeit, that we should, we should feel menuchen in that mitzvah of, of, of Him. To, to feel menucha, to feel simcha and joy, a Shabbos, a yontif, to be dressed in a way that's tzanua, to be living a life that, that, that that's this zmir, something with learning, it's not it's not meant as a way to, to hurt us. That's the mitzvah samalaya. But and if you see it that way, then you enjoy it. If you don't see it that way, that's a pain in the neck. You just got to get over with. Give a shake to the lulav. How many times you got to shake this thing? Finished. It's a whole different perspective of life. Okay, Mr. Shem will continue. Next day, Shabbos reminder. Next week? Next week, Oh, no, next week, Shushan for our rides. Yeah, so Mr. Shem, the following, following Arab Shabbos. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. You might have a good Shabbos, thank you very How do you want to say it? What do you want to say? WhatsApp. Well, I don't have your WhatsApp, though. I don't think. Do I have your? Avi. Avi. Good?